Equity work is framed as a necessary burden. But we believe that it's work worth doing. This podcast is all about how to reframe equity work from just fighting injustice to building worth that brings justice, meaning the needs of everyone. Worth, worth. Desmond Spann, aka the Lux of Light, getting right on the mic, teaching life with that worth, worth. The imaginer, genius awakener, educator in the art of contemplating worth, worth. Podcast for teachers in the class to focus on the heart of the craft. Worth, worth. A refrain from the blame and the shame and the pain and disdain, cause we gain from that. Worth, worth. What's good, y'all? Welcome. I am Desmond Spann. I am Jesse Gardner. I am glad you are here listening. And this is the Worth Work Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. What are we about to get into today? Yo, today we are looking at the art form of teaching. Yes, looking at all the nuances of meeting standards and meeting students' needs in an equitable way. We're going to share our journeys through the institution of education and how that influences us today as educators. Yes. So, uh, you know, wherever you're at, uh, join a podcast, you know, take a take a seat, grab a drink, and enjoy, y'all. Let's yeah. get into it. I want to kick off with this dope Kurt Vonnegut quote. To practice any art, no matter how well or how badly, is a way to make your soul grow. For heaven's sake, so do it. Yeah, that's what's up. When any, when any, you know, <laughs> lines drop like that, you know, we gotta, we gotta let them know what's up. So. Yeah, man. When you, when we dropped that mic, it just exploded. <laughs> yes, yes. Dang. That might, that might happen a lot around here. Just, just so y'all know. So just be prepared for that. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and man. so we did a bunch of interviews with educators at, at the um, high schools that we work at, and I'm going to kick it off with a quote to get into uh, looking in the art form of teaching. I'm going to look at this quote from a colleague of mine, and uh, that we'll use that as a springboard to, to jump off with. Instead of changing the way we do things, um, telling the kids like again and again, like, why can't you meet these standards, you know? And like, then of course it goes into like, well, who set the standards in the first place? Like how, um, how do we scaffold them appropriately if we do think they're important so that there's different, like multiple points of entry. And so I just see like things that are already inequitable from the start where people are starting at different levels. Um, and then we put them into a school system that was never built for everybody. Um, and then the school system does very successfully what it was built to do, right? Mm-hmm. White boys. There's another one. I mean, that last part, the school system does what it was meant to do, educate white boys. Whew, we'll get into that. But let's at the beginning of the clip, I want to emphasize this aspect where, where she said, instead of changing the way we do things, meaning we as teachers, telling kids again and again, why can't you meet these standards? This is like where I see the art coming in. It's like us as educators adapting our ways to meet the needs of the students where they're at instead of being like, yeah, this is the standard or this is the way it's always been done. This is how the, this is just how it is. You got to do it this way. Um, that's where I felt like the entryway to discussing about the art form of teaching can come in. You know, some of these standards, right, that are like 
that tend to be, um, you know, very, very basic. You know, some might even say like not culturally specific, like universal. Um, you know, some say that I don't necessarily say that, but there is something about like trying to get students to quote unquote, meet a level of quality that mm. folks have known before. And the, 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 the tension, you know, like the tension in that, like, okay, there's a level of quality that we're used to. And even when we go to like question that level of quality of what really makes it mm. then wrestling with, okay, some, you know, students coming in with, you know, different sets of abilities that we can't necessarily draw that linear path from their, their current set of abilities and needs to the quote unquote, you know, standard of quality. But there is this tension to try to produce quality, quality work with students, right? Yes. So what comes up as you think about that tension? Yeah. Like, I'll just, well, I'll start out by this, by just naming, I'm a white, cis, gender human being in this context of America. Like, this system was designed to make me feel comfortable. School worked for me. You know, growing, I could I could fly under the radar, I could do the system, get good grades. Like I didn't have a lot of barriers to get access to make myself a, 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 a living in this capitalistic society. So I'm just naming that, recognizing that. But it's like, wait, that's not the whole picture. There's not complete fulfillment from that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, as an educator now, it's like, okay, school worked for me to a degree where I could, uh, I can go through the system, get my bachelor's, eventually my master's. I mean, that was a long journey, whatever for me, but now it's like, wait a second. Like I'm looking back at high school and that wasn't the most fulfilling experience. There mm-hmm. was, I could do, I could check the boxes. I could get the A's and B's, but right. there was this whole other part missing. And that, that is me sharing my story. That's me expressing myself. That's me finding my unique genius in the world. Mm. So in that sense, there was a, you know, a, a big aspect of my humanity. And I feel like the whole school that I was a part of, the public schools are part of, you know, that aspect was not emphasized. Let's put it that way. Mm. There's this thing coming to my head of like, it made you feel good and it left you empty in a way. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and that might be a strong yeah. word, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Does that resonate for you without trying to like over explain the thought? Mm. Yeah, it does. It does on a level. It does on a level. Yeah. And it's like, Kind of at the beginning of the school year, you know, the last couple of years I've been teaching, I show this side by side uh, um, Google slide. Mm-hmm. Th- this might go in the show notes. All right. People. Yeah. The show, show notes. Show notes. Show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. I got a sound for the show notes. You ready? Yeah. Here's this. It's going to go in the show notes. Yeah. Go. So gonna, oh, uh, shoot. Sound yeah, for the so show notes. <laughs> I got this outline of two human bodies are just two kind of like outlines of bodies. And one, it says traditional school. And it's like, 
the arrows going one way and me as the teacher, I'm here to spoon feed you knowledge and stories and give you the skills that you need. And you're as a student, you're just a blank slate here to receive. And then it says status quo, you know, at best oppression at worst. But then the other picture is two way arrow. So as a teacher, I have unique skill sets and stories and knowledge to bring, but you as a student also have skills, stories, and to bring the whole classroom and me as, as the educator too. So it's mm-hmm. like, and that can produce fulfillment that produces possibility that produces um, where we can rise above the status quo and be changers of culture. We can bring a more equitable, not only school, but society. Mm. And I, and I think that two wayness, you know, um, as a, as a mental model is what gets us into the idea of it being an art form, right? Yeah. When, yes. when it's like, okay, a one-way scenario and one-way model, then you can break it down to a science and yeah. get quote-unquote predictable uh, outcomes. And it is predictable, the outcomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's the, the outcomes we do get, you know, is basically if, uh, you know, it's, you're not cisgender white male, um, you're, you're not quite doing as well. All right. For myself, you know, just kind of like, you know, if you can't tell by my voice, I put some more bass in my voice to make sure folks know I'm black. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, cisgender black male, um, all my life. <laughs> and, <laughs> Since um, my experience was like, I made school work for me. Mm. I had an intuition that it wasn't designed for me, but I also had a uh, a different experience with racism. You know, more more in the, mm-hmm. the subtle ways than the the overt ways. Um, the privilege of when I was born, right? Mm. Um, the thing that I internalized that how I made school work for me was through. Um, being is seeking to overachieve, right? Like there's this thing, this idea called uh black tax, you know, you gotta mm-hmm. put twice mm-hmm. in just to get just as much as um okay. white folks in the society. And essentially, like, you know, I was told that, believed that, so I I worked really hard. And uh I like the fact that. You know, hard work is it's a good value, right? Mm-hmm. Discipline, determination, it's a good good value. Um, but again, it's not a one way thing, right? You can't, you know, the body was meant to rest, right? Everything goes in cycles. You know, you got to be able to recover. You know, anytime I was like essentially not working or not pursuing something, the shame spirals will start kicking in, right? Uh, somebody's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, you're not working hard enough, right? Sleep when you're dead, like common things that you hear. And so when I say I made school work for me, it was just like, since I I went in with that mentality, both of my parents uh, went to college. So, I mean, I had the example, I didn't have a difficult time in school, like nothing, you know, nothing traumatic. Like, you know, I, I went through everything like when I was supposed to. And I also took it a little more seriously than some of my peers because mm. of this internalized like gotta be the best and don't want to be like 
you know, so-and-so other, you know, black person who I don't know their circumstances, but from what I'm seeing, they're not working as hard as I'm working. And, you know, like there's a whole, um, dialogue and, and around, around that. And I don't want to like derail it too much from like teaching, but I'll just say that like, you know, it affects all of us. And that's, I think part, uh, hopefully that comes across in this podcast is like, we turn away from doing the work of equity because we don't want to be shamed by it. Not understanding that like we're all dealing with, you know, some effect to some degree of not good enough and having some type of reaction to that because of, you know, an intentionally created, um, you know, hierarchy based on skin color. That is racism. Yeah. Um, two questions. Like, did you have any educators growing up who gave off the vibe that they, they were teaching as an art form? Like they were drawing out, they're helping to draw out your, or your peers, unique genius. You know, cause I, I, I wouldn't have the language of saying like, Ooh, that's an art the way he teaches, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, but I do have like teachers, um, that took the time to see, you know, me and my work and give me feedback based on that. And I wasn't just like another paper to put like a check marks on. Yeah. Word. You know? Yeah. That's the art form in itself is part of that is to recognize a humanity. And then how much of like your experience through school do you carry in with you as a teacher or like, where, like what's that journey been like for you? I carry those moments as far as, you know, cause I, it's a memory of like, actually, you know, shout out to Tim Harden. Uh, he's retired now. I think Yes. Actually, got, it's crazy how this works too. Cause I worked with him. Yeah. Like that, that's worked with a teacher that like inspired me to write. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was like, he was giving me a feedback on like a story I was writing about a really horrible story about like twins. Like I think some guy ends up dating twins and not knowing it. That was, that was the premise of the story, but he gave me some feedback that just made it click as far as like, Oh, this is actually how you write. And then another moment was just working with, uh, so in high school I was in leadership. So a lot of things happened around my junior year. There was a whole series of events. Like I was having a hard time Talked to my mom about it. The next day, my mom suggests the book for me to read for the four agreements. The four yes. agreements. Um, so she gives it to me. I start reading it. I'm like, whoa, mind blowing. And like, I read it, you know, cover to cover in a single night, like stayed up all night reading it. And I don't know if it was the next day or within that week, I went to my leadership teacher and was talking about like, yeah, you know, like the idea of like not taking anything personally and always doing your best. Like, this is what I'm operating with now. And, you know, I don't know how old she was at the time, but she, I think she said she was like in her forties and she's like, yeah, it's like, I know people who are just now learning this lesson. And then that was like a mind blowing thing too. Like, Oh, so I'm here, you know, 16, you know, learning something that's like shaping my life that apparently some <laughs> adults don't get to until they're like 40 or 50 or something. And it's like, Oh, so, and so that's an example of how I just like, I made it work for me. I was, it wasn't, Mm-hmm. You know, like I had to get through because I had parents that would like, you know, whoop me if I didn't get a certain level of grades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when that kind of turn coming of age moment was happening, like, oh, I'm defining myself. Like I use whatever opportunity I had in school to make the best version of myself, you know, out of a traumatic response to racism. 
right? Because mm-hmm. then that's perfectionism and I deal with that. And so I have a I have a benefits from that hard work. And I see how like I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have because I was always thinking about, all right, what else do I need to do? Right. Foreboding the joy, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that piece um sticks with me. And so I guess now as a teacher, like, you know, I'm trying to help students. I mean, in that same vein, like really looking at what they need because they don't have the language just yet. Some of them do, some of them don't. The ones that do, cool. We have great conversations because it's like we're talking the same language and they get it. But the ones that don't get it just yet, that's what I'm trying to, you know, find and cultivate. And then that, and here's the art of it, right? Because I'm kind of doing that same thing of like saying I'm a teacher seeing what they don't see, but yet Mm. they are the closest to their experience. Mm. So they're both kind of true statements, right? Because we can't see everything ourselves, even about ourselves. But if I say I know that student better than they know themselves, I'm I'm going too far. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say I can see something that maybe they're not, maybe they haven't seen seen yet, haven't experienced within their with their in their experience just yet. And I can make a guess that they may come across it, but I could be wrong. Right. And I think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that's art, you know, and I think that's the difference. Now let's take two bars. Breathe, align, relax, and shine. This is an invitation to absorb whatever's coming up for you. So let's start with the breath. Long, deep, spacious breaths. come into a state of equilibrium of balance and relax my friend wherever you feel tension just bring relaxation the shoulders the jaw the body, the thoughts, the emotions. Take a moment to relax. And with our breath, our alignment, our relaxation, we can't help but shine. Own your shine, my friend. No doubt. I mean, it's interesting when we get our degrees in teaching. It's like a a master's in the art of teaching. Right. Rather than a master in the science. 
teaching, which is um, unique to look at ourselves as artists, you know, um, and to quote an artist that, you know, that has a quote along the lines of what we're talking about. This is a quote from Lila Watson, who's a Aboriginal professor, artist and activist um, is attributed to this quote. If you have come here to help me, you're wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. Let <laughs> it soak in, y'all. Applying yeah. this quote to uh, educating, being a teacher or, you know, the school setting. What does that look like if as teachers, if we're if our liberation is bound up with our students? You know, I think that that's definitely a, re, a reframing of it, you know? Yeah, because I mean, I mean, this podcast was born out of like us spending time together over quarantine on Saturdays with the Empowerment Academy. Shout out to OEA. And Uh-oh. like what I said before, school working for me, I'm coming in with my implicit bias of like, oh, yeah, if you just work hard and you do this and you turn this assignment in on time, everything's going to you get the grades, you get go to college, you get the da, 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 da. you know, everything lines up for you. But on a deeper level, as a teacher, like my liberation as a human being is bound up with my communities. Right. You know what I mean? So I have a lot to learn from the stories of the students and the stories of the, the, my fellow teachers, All, you know, everyone there has knowledge and story to share, to give so that we can live in that liberated sense, live it with access to the resources that we need to thrive. Yeah. So yeah. What, just kind of think taking off that quote and what it looks like can look it, like in schools. You know, I, when you, when you say that quote and then I start like applying it or like visualizing it, it's like, I recall all these moments that's happening more and more the long, longer that I teach is that I start seeing students, you know, like the other day I was getting a, a bomb me sandwich from the, the bomb me shop around the corner and uh, someone's looking at me, you know, mask and everything. It's like, you're Mr. Span? Like, yeah, Mr. Span. Like, oh, I taught you. And it's like, you know, serving me food, right? And, you know, I'm at a Fred Meyer or that something. That was your teacher? No, 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 no. Like, I taught him. Like, he was. Oh, you taught them. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah You yeah. were saying that to him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was giving me the food and he was looking. I was like, Did you, do you teach at Franklin? And it's like, yeah, I teach at Franklin. It's like, oh, Mr. Span. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, I know. I actually taught you. Crazy, right? Uh, and then Fred Meyer, you know, there's another student I had that works there. He's like, hey, Mr. Spanish. He was like, oh, just walking, you know, walking around in your Fred Meyer uh, apron. Okay, I see you. It's like out there in the world working and yeah. stuff. You know, and it's no like, doubt, bro. And it's like, oh, okay. I, I see this now. Like, the things that I'm teaching them, right, they take out into the world. But it's not the world necessarily, like, far and wide. It's like the world, like, down the street in the block. Right. So if I'm teaching, uh, you know, communication skills, you know, I want them to have that when I have to interact with them in the community at some point. Word. Right. For them to be able to 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 communicate for from a place to get to a mutual understanding and not from a place of uh, um, 
power over, you know what I mean? Um, as an example. Uh, and then I think about more particular in the classroom. Um, it's kind of why I like to do like the realer it can be the better. So I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of, uh, busy work. So it's like, I do yes. project-based learning mm-hmm. as the core, um, from the standpoint of like, who says that you have to wait until you're out of high school to make a contribution? Preach. Right. <laughs> is that a, is that a explosion <laughs> one right there? There it is. Yeah. Um, preach. Drop it, man. <laughs> but you know, like that. So if I rethink that and reframe it, it's like, okay, well, how can I, within the context of whatever class that I'm teaching. So right now it's like sports literature and hip hop literature, right. For juniors and seniors. How can I help facilitate and lead their contribution to, um, you know, hip hop culture from the hip for the hip hop class and even sports mm-hmm. culture for the, the sports class. Right. It's like, Oh, okay. How about on- online publication? Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Putting it out in the world. Yeah. So it's like, put it out there for real readers to see if we're not in a classroom anymore, but we're actually a part of, uh, you know, a group, if you will, not so much a company, right. But just a group that's putting out real work that can have real impact, um, to influence the way people think and thus behave in the world. Right. That, and if, and if we do it in a way that is towards you know, the liberation towards free, you know, and my mission, which is the, um, you know, it's the genius over doubt, which is basically just saying, um, G-O-D. yes, liberating folks from the shame. Yes. Right. So like that, that's, that's what I'm about because it's, that's the, from, from my perspective on everything, from where I'm at on it, I see how, you know, when people are convinced they're not good enough or, you know, just how it just creates inaction or just creates, you know, mm-hmm. misplaced um, aggression. Yeah, so that's real as teachers because we got that, like, here's these expectations or our perceived expectations of what we're supposed to do as teachers. And if we don't feel like we measure up to that, it's like, oh, the shame mm-hmm. that comes with like, am I, I'm not doing a good enough job or I'm not doing... The, these rubrics and the grading is thoroughly as you or I'm not spending all Sundays grading papers like you are. Am I a good enough teacher? Right. Right. To me. I don't know. You yeah. Know. No, I think that's, um, no, that's 100%, you know, accurate for my experience too. I mean, even this past week, it's like, I hear the, uh, I'm going to borrow a term from John A. Cuff book called soundtracks but it's a good way to describe what happens when you start shout, getting into overthinking. To john john Acuff. Yeah. yes yes um but yeah just like those soundtracks will just start firing up again you know a lesson doesn't go the way you think it thought it would you know you have all those oh man i don't know if this is enough like they're not feeling it it's like you know you get that all that and it's all connected to uh you know a a a conditioning of shame that uh, we all need some healing from. And that's what part of what this, you know, not even a good chunk of what this podcast is about is that it's yes. just the, 
healing. Art of healing. Yes, the art of healing. The art of healing from a uh, collective shame uh, that we've all been conditioned to because it served those in power at the time. Yeah. And And that shame keeps us from being uh, vulnerable in the classroom, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. from like sharing the depth of our story. And this could be for a future episode, maybe throw it in the show notes too. Um, Show notes. Hit that show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I did this assignment this year called Empty My Cup. And Mm -hmm. it's just essentially a way to like pour water in a cup to show as a metaphor for all the life experiences that have filled my cup. And when the cup gets full, it overflows and can look like isolating or it can look like blowing up. But essentially all of, as a human experience, our our cups get full and we have to learn how to empty them out. Mm -hmm. And it gets vulnerable. I mean, one of my, I I brought the assignment to my colleagues and they like, man, I did that empty my cup assignment. It felt like an AA meeting in my classroom, man. Got the therapeutic (laughs) going. I was like, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, share uh, that one with me, man. Yeah, man. I'll 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 give it to you. Um, you know, then we could put it in the show notes or maybe do a little talk about it at yeah. some point. But yeah, that shame keeps us from the vulnerability, is what I was saying, which and it that keeps us from the mutual liberation. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because being I human got, is inherently vulnerable. That's factuals. And we pretend we can pretend it's not for right. a whole 90 minute block period and we can get caught <laughs> in the just doing the doing the work, going through the motions. But I feel you on that, making it applicable, putting it out there, incubation period, then putting like student what you're doing. Let's make it relevant to your experience, your story, your journey, yeah. building that awareness. And as educators, being uh, the adults in that space, we we can set that tone right right so that's cool uh did you have one more well what i was gonna yeah i got another little clip and i want to go into this is uh this is on that self-care tip so kind of like that emptying the cup vulnerability tip Mm -hmm. um this is uh something i just recently came across Two days ago, my beloved wife, Tiffany, sent this to me. Shout Um, out to Tiffany. Yeah, shout Mm -hmm. out to Tiffany. Giving me the uh, dope resources here. This is from an Instagram page called Mosaic Eye. And here's a little 30-second clip about compassionate self-care. And I'm talking about the form of self-care that is the practice of us meeting ourselves exactly where we are without trying to fix or change or grow ourselves, but rather to just be with. Compassion, when we break it down into its Latin roots, means to be with the suffering. I think compassion is one of the most potent, impactful resilience-inducing ways of self-care. Mm. Yes, I think that one deserves a deep breath here. Let's uh, take a, I don't know, I don't know if there's a, a soundtrack for that one. Or what, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, I got, let me see, let me see. It's definitely, it's 
the explosions doesn't seem right for that. How, uh, yeah. how about this one? Let's let's go with this one right here. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that's nice. Yes, yes, yeah. That that, that hit that me magic. just. Yeah, that magic, bro. Because that hit me just for this um, episode. You know, our art form as educators starts with you know, we teach who we are. So to mm-hmm. be, to be with the depths of ourselves, our breath, just aware of our humanity and our own suffering. Mm-hmm. And like you said, our own inherent vulnerability as humans. Whew, yeah. We, we got to start there and then we can see the humanity of the young people we share space with. And we can, that, that's the foundation of, of equity and liberation. Um, I think I'm discovering. So it's, it's a little bit of this, right? You know, yeah, just be with it. And, you know, and it's like, all right, I'm good. And like, yes, take that deep breath and relax. And Ooh, there's that too. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's also like this and this and like, like when you're when you're sitting, like with the pain yes, of a moment, bro. like let's not get it twisted. It is pain, no doubt, right? Like it is uncomfortable. It is, you know, tension and and, and it manifests in physical pain in the body. And it's like it's not. Um, it's 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 not as as soft as the word compassion tends to imply without further diving into the roots of it. Yes. Right. To suffer with. Yeah. Right. Like the the you know, and and I mean I guess to suffer with is, you know, the now I'm getting into like Buddhist territory and like suffering and yeah. what is suffering, not suffering. But um Essentially, you know, the suffering comes from pain. Pain is just an inherent part of being alive. We can't yes. escape it. No. But uh, the conditioning of society, what have you believed that you can? Yeah. Right? Like you can buy your way out. You can take a vacation and, you know, and, and get away Right, you can like, get your you can get enough knowledge if you just know enough or read right, enough. Yeah. Right. Like you you can um there's a way to escape pain. And um from Viktor Frankl's uh work, um Man's Search for Meaning, like you know, it describes something. I think it's called the tragic triad. I could be wrong if I'm you know misnaming it, but it consists of pain, guilt, and death. We can't escape these three things, mm. right? Pain happens, uh, we get hurt, and guilt happens, uh, we we do something that we regret, mm-hmm. um, and death happens, right? Um, life in this form eventually ends. And if we spend our time avoiding something that we ultimately can't avoid, then you know, we're going to be in certain degrees of numbness and, um, 
you know, certain degrees of just, 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 there's going to be suffering, even though it looks like, doesn't look like it on the outside for folks. Um, and so if we're able to hold the tension of these moments of these, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I was, there was earlier, I was talking about the tension of like, okay, um, you know, you have a kid who has a skill set in this area and you're trying to, you know, increase that skill set um, and they don't quite see it. They're not quite, you know, showing up, right? There's a tension there and the, the quickest release of that tension and that we're conditioned to is to like point it at the student. You're not doing your part. You're not showing up on time. You're you, 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 right? Yeah. That that's a release of the pain, but the pain doesn't go away, right? This is where yeah. we get into Resma Mannequin's work. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Resma. Clean pain, dirty pain, right? As soon as we yeah. take our tension of like not knowing how to meet the needs of the student and meet our need in that moment, or probably just feeling like we're doing a good job. <laughs> right validation validation right like i'm a good teacher because the student's actually doing what i'm asking them to do um that is attention within ourselves that's that's where the pain is and it's clean pain if we know how to move it through our body without putting that pain onto someone else yes right? so you can communicate you know and i mean this might get into like other you know episode topics too about communication or whatever, but there's ways to communicate what's going on within our experience, but it does involve us being vulnerable about what we actually feel. Mm -hmm. And that piece is hard for authority to do. If you haven't been, you know, if you're not in the practice of doing it, if you're not in practice Mm -hmm. of doing this work where it's like knowing that when I tell a student, yeah, I'm feeling um, uh, upset at this moment or I'm confused right now because I'm wanting you to do this, you know, this thing right here, but I'm seeing that, you know, you're doing this other thing and it's, you know, I'm concerned because I'm I'm just wondering how we're going to be able to get to da-da-da-da-da. Like, mm-hmm. what's going, like, can you give me some insight of what's going on, right? Like, that's admitting that you don't have the answers, and yeah. as teachers, we're supposed to have the answers. Yeah, right? or else the shame might come if we don't have the answers. Right, you know? right. You know, to be able to say, hey, I don't know how to help you, but I'll be here with you. I'll listen. But my liberation is bound up with yours. So let's, right. let's do this together. Whew. Yeah, bro. Bringing that full circle, too, to the art form, it's... uh. Uh, a definition of art is one it, to take the pain and to make something beautiful out of it because that pain has energy and it, de- it doesn't necessarily have to be suffering. That pain can be channeled into the creative expression of genius. And actually, you know, pain can be, we run away from it because it hasn't felt safe in certain parts in our life. And, you mm-hmm. know, for young people, Definitely different levels of trauma coming right. into the classroom where pain is not safe. But event like part of the educating as a, as whole humans is to take that pain and to create the life, art, co, you know, architect your life out of it, 
make make something beautiful. Make your genius is your unique contribution to build bring your community. Yo, that's <laughs> what's up. That's what's up. All right, it's now time for keywords and phrases, freestyle edition. Jesse, what are our keywords? Yo, 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 we got art form, multiple points of entry, genius, school journey, liberation, full agreements, perfectionism, joy, and self-care. Uh, uh, all right, here we go. Get it. Get it, get it, get so, it. So, I made four agreements with myself when I was just a youngster, not taking uh, anything personal. So now I can just uh, bust without cares and no fear. I told you how I get right here. I stay quite clear. So, it was a night that I just read, read everything, stayed up, eyes were red. And I was told you uh, that I was bound to bread. Get past your deception, made school my fed. Yeah, school my fed, I mean I need to eat I need some nourishment to be my best version of me That could be the genius hidden within Just wanting to come out But how we gonna make our way through all this doubt? I need a teacher to see my best me Make me an elevated human being Let me pass the MIC to my man Desmond Spann Alright, and I got a plan, no I don't, it's a freestyle man, that's the point of it If it's not perfect, then I still will kick, and I will still emit the alight that uh. I was born with it So get the fuel ready as I ignite, I'm burning down like a meteorite And I strike, make my land upon the mark, so you can see how I rock from the heart You know we just start to get free, start to be we, connected together through the unity As we do the work for the equity, as we Bring it forth with liberation to be free, come on Yeah, my liberation is bound up in yours, of course It's the way it's gotta be for us all to be F-R-E-E We got wings on our back, in fact But if a wing is cracked, then what's up with that? It's like we need a little mend, a little healing, you feel me? We take the pain and then we make it into a bomb We don't drop bombs, we just, you know, stay calm underneath the pressure Underneath the pressure Underneath the pressure And yes, uh, that is the end of the Worth Work Podcast for this episode Again, I am yes, Desmond yes. Spam I'm Jesse the Imaginer Thank you for tuning in I'll catch you in the next one Deuces Peace